What's up, everyone? We have not recorded a podcast in a while, so we are excited to be back. We are talking about a new hot topic tonight. Mm-hmm. As you all know, we've been in a series of hot topics. We took a little hiatus for the holidays. And yeah, with the things. holidays, the new year. We posted our um, video with Lisa, which was fun. Check that out because it is good. Yeah, we did that back in the summer. Hopefully, we're going to do more this summer because Heart to Heart on a Golf Cart was killer series so <laughs> but we have a new special guest this week um the past 40 minutes that we've been here have been the funnest 40 minutes of my week honestly the highlight of my week <laughs> seriously it's been <laughs> awesome um but anyways uh thank you for joining us and stay tuned um we are glad that you could be here for sundays, sundays at seven, seven. Okay, everyone. We have a very special guest, as I just mentioned. Um, please, let's welcome Susan Mitmesser. It's so great to be here. Thank you for asking me. I'm excited. I can't think of a better person to be on No, seriously. And we, we thought of the topic, and we were like, who are we going to get? And then Susan popped into our heads, and we were like, we have to do it. You know what I just realized is that, well, I guess we haven't had, because she has, I'll let her tell her family and what it's like, but... We had our daughter in small We did, yeah. And we can we see the fruit of her. Ooh, which one did you have? Ellie. 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 Or Ellie. That's yes. right, you did. Have sweet it. little Eleanor. Sweet oh, Ellie. Yeah, she's so sweet. So, really quick before we get started, maybe tell us a little bit about you. Okay. Uh, Susan Mittmesser, uh, married to Scott Mittmesser, have three kids. Emma is 20, will be 21 in March. <laughs> Emma's in the room. Yeah. <laughs> And then I have Ellie or Eleanor. She is 17. And Joby is 15. And I'm a retired school teacher. Uh, opened a bakery, closed a bakery. And now I just kind of do various jobs, teach classes at UK every once in a while. Oh, really? And uh, I still bake for fun and um, kind of tr- try to keep this troop grounded. And that's pretty much story of my life right there you all know what else susan does on sunday mornings she gets oh. frank's donut holes and she brings them to church for the coffee bar yes i forgot i like to serve at the church and um i f- was trying to figure out a place where i could serve and considering i drank quite a bit of coffee every day i thought ooh, i could serve at the coffee bar so and she's up the ante I've upped Have the you ante. Noticed? I don't know oh, about for that. Sure. I mean, she one hundred percent up the ante. Sorry I do. for whoever was doing the coffee bar before, but Oopsie. Frank's donut holes. Come on. <laughs> Frank's donut holes, and then Christmas we had cider, spice Ooh. cider, and then today I did up the ante with hot chocolate. You know, Whoa. yeah, I'm really pushing pushing the limits here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we have a really interesting topic today. It is how to raise your kids in today's culture, or how to parent your kids in today's culture. And um, we just thought it was really interesting just because we have a lot going on in our world right now. And um, there was actually there was actually a post going around on Facebook. I didn't read the whole thing, but, you know, kids are not in schools right now. And so parents are having to help their kids virtually learn. And um, there's just a lot going on. But the, the post said something like your kids were, don't feel bad for your kids right now because God has a purpose for them in this time which was I thought was really interesting. And so we kind of thought of this topic, and we thought of Susan, and we just wanted to get your opinion because you've raised three awesome kids. Well, we know Ellie, you. like we said, because she was in our small group. Yes. But we know the other amazing. two as well. And they're well, both thank awesome. you very much. Appreciate you saying um, so. So we'll get to the first question, which is, how was your parenting style compared to the way that your parents raised you? 
It's interesting that my uh, dad was a school teacher. My mom was a social worker. And so, you know, my dad had that classroom um, handle. You know, he had the classroom just in control. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was kind of raised. You know, you didn't disrespect your parents. And if you did or if you dis if you did something you weren't supposed to do, you know, mom and dad spanked us. I mean, we, we, dad always said, you're never too old to get a spanking. My dad said the same thing. And when I was 18 years old, a senior in high school, I got spanked by my dad with a geography book. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think I've kind of still had that philosophy with my kids. You know, I always told them that when we're, when we're at home and when we're out and about, you need to be respectful you need to be on your best behavior because you know people pick up on that and even as a school teacher i would see emma i guess in the hall and i didn't want her to think that just because she was the daughter of a school teacher she got privileges in the school mm. and we got to the point where we just didn't really act like we knew each other she knew not to come to my classroom for favors and and i didn't go to her and say here's your homework um, it's just one of those things where these kids have to kind of grow up on their own, but you're going to behave, and, you know, if I have to spank you, I have to spank you. And I think we, Scott and I were talking the other day, we laughed about it. I couldn't tell you the last time I spanked my kids, because I think when they were younger, you instill those um, beliefs early that you're going to behave and you're going to be respectful and you're going to treat others with respect, and if you don't, you're going to get spanked, and we spanked early and then we didn't really have to do much, you mm -hmm. know, as they, they got learned older. quick. Created a foundation. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, as they grew older, uh, it's become one of these things where they don't want to disappoint. They, they, they just know. Uh, and a good thing that we've, we've instilled the church and, um, God-like behaviors, hopefully. Uh, so when they go out and about, it's, it's it becomes a natural instinct mm -hmm. on their part to, to do the things that, we are required so did you grow up in church i did grew up in a methodist church and we went every sunday of course it's completely different than calvary mm -hmm. uh, you know our church had a, maybe a hundred people so we didn't have all the groups and all the activities that the church had so i'm very thankful that calvary offers all these things because my kids kill themselves to get to church uh, I think that was one of the problems we had with Joby when he was a little boy. He didn't want to go to church. And Scott and I were so worried, like, what are we going to do? You know, he, he wants to stay here. He doesn't want to take a bath. He doesn't want to go. He, he, he wouldn't really fight. He just, it, it was drudgery. It was not a, <clears throat> the Sunday mornings became, you know, I felt like we were dragging him out. I mean, he went willingly, but it's, he just wasn't a happy camper. And somewhere along the way, it just clicked. And wow, how thankful we were when it just clicked. And now, every time the doors are open, he's ready to go, you know. Mm -hmm. So we're very thankful. And I think that has uh, been very helpful in making sure that they grow up um, knowing right from wrong is being with people who are like-minded and who mm -hmm. instill those same behaviors that you want uh, your kids to walk away with so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sounds like you grew up with like 
a foundation and then you're instilling that solid foundation with your kids. And that's like, so I'm not mm-hmm. a mom, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, we, we discussed like, that before. Yeah. Katie and I aren't moms, so we're really relying on Susan for a lot of the Anything mom content. Anything we say, here. obviously, is not a real life experience. But I just feel like creating that solid foundation, even at a young age, is so important. I think so. And what is it? Uh, spare the rod, spoil the child. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know that that was instilled upon me as a as a youngster, or, and that's the way to make sure your children behave. It was just, it was just um, Scott and I agreed as parents that that's kind of what the route we were going to go, and we did. And you know, everyone has to choose what's best, and um, that was the route we took. And I, if I had to do it over again, I'd probably do it the same way. So the next one is kind of like a two part. So let's do let's do the bad and the good. Okay. So we'll end with the good. Good. Okay. So obviously, as we talked about before, um, like when you grew up, the world is a very different place than it was back then, right? So raising your children, you might have had to change some things with the way that you were your parents um, taught you. So what is the hardest thing about parenting in today's culture? Technology has probably been the hardest for me. Not only am I um, liking in the skills to manipulate the newest technology, but I'm also, I'm not equipped to uh, prepare my children for what's out there. I don't even know half of what's out there. And I think since I have a fairly strong foundation in knowing right from wrong, when they see something, I'm hoping that they, that does send up the red flags and they know this is not where I should be. Um, however, you know, we are all sinners and we are all tempted. There's a dog. Uh, <laughs> we are all tempted to, 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 we're curious, I guess is the best word. And so sometimes we go looking for things we shouldn't uh, be looking at. But uh, I think my biggest concern as a parent today is all the things that are out there that we're not even familiar with. And how do you equip your child mm-hmm. to be prepared for those those red flags at the um, touch of your finger too. exactly the world at their fingertips yes. yeah yes and you want them to have a phone because that's i don't know how in the world i got through life as a teen without a phone but for some reason in today's world with so many things out there and trying to keep your kids involved in all these things they need a phone so you can find out where they are and what time to pick them up and and so i see the importance of a phone but when you give them a phone, you're opening up the world mm-hmm. to them. You know, as I say, things find a way. And apps, I can have, just like the other day, I noticed on Facebook, I have Facebook, and I researched something on Google that was, it was maybe a dress, and all of a sudden that dress found its way into my Facebook. It's and so that's crazy, isn't how it? that network, you know, kind it's of comes together. together. It's all tied together, and it's scary. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I, how do you control that? How do you control that in a kid? If a kid, for example, when I was a school teacher, I remember kids were studying something and they looked up basically the White House. It was the White House. Well, it took them to a site that was so inappropriate. And, of course, they yelled at me to come look so that I knew that they weren't looking at something inappropriate. It just came up by researching the White House. So... If my kids go and search White House and it comes up with an inappropriate site, that already is tied to their Twitter page. Mm-hmm. Their, so every time they flip through Twitter or flip <clears> through <throat> Snapchat or what, whatever it is, it's going to come up. Yeah. So how, 
how do you manage that as a parent? I, there's no way I can manage that. Yeah. I can't. It's crazy. I've like researched something on my phone before and I got on my computer at work and ads started popping up on my computer for the thing I was researching on my exactly. phone. Exactly. And I was like, this is out of, this is completely mm-hmm. out of hand. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's almost like your kids can become like a product for these hey. apps and for these like, yeah. they're almost like, you know, in a sense, like a victim in a way of their right. schemes and you have they're to make sure. They're easily accessible. Yeah. Yes. Like the... Uh, the internet is easy, easily accessible, which makes you as a person easily accessible too. If you're putting all your exactly. information out there, right. you know, exactly. and it's scary. Right. And what is truth, and what is not, and what they're reading, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of go, well, we know there's biblical truth, mm-hmm. so anything in the Bible's true, but then there's all these little manipulations and the wordings changed, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean, even Google or what is it? Um, uh, Wikipedia, you can change the wording in Wikipedia, you know, to fit whatever you want and send it to anybody. So I just, yeah, I, I, and you I'm, can you can advertise to get yes. your stuff on the top. I mean, yes. normally, like yeah. you think the top research thing would come up or whatever, but you can pay to put your website at the top. Yes. and so that's not it might not be the most true. It's just whoever pays the most exactly. to put it up there. That's right. Exactly. It's so just, that that to me is a challenge. You know, I worry with technology, cell phones again, you know, I've got a, a, a child out on the road right now, a 17-year-old. It is tempting for me as a 50, I should say a 40-year-old, but <laughs> I'm, almost, I'm almost 50, 50, 30, and um, it's hard for me not to look at my phone while I'm driving, mm-hmm. right? because things are coming in so fast. Um, I worry that, you know, kids... I worry about car wrecks every day. I, I do. I think about it. I, I shouldn't say I worry, but I think about it, especially when you have a kid out on the road. Mm-hmm. And my kids can be the safest drivers, but doesn't mean that the person who they meet on the road is the safest driver or who's not looking at their phone. Mm-hmm. I can teach my kids, don't look at your phone while you drive. But if Billy is on the road and he's coming towards Ellie and he's looking at his phone, then what are her chances? I mean, mm-hmm. so... You have to let them go, but that, that's a bothersome thought. And that's technology-based. Again, that's another technology mm-hmm. problem. Um, so that's a concern. And, okay, let's say I teach my kids what's right and wrong on, a, on their computers. But if their social group is looking at that, then she's more or he's more tempted to look at that as well. So... You know, I worry about friends, their interaction with certain friends. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe my kids are not innocent. You know, maybe other parents are concerned about what my kid is showing, mm-hmm. you know, their child. So as a parent, I just don't think in this world today that we're safe anywhere, really. Yeah. Which is scary. There's so much yeah. out of our control when it comes to the information we're being fed. And especially, I'm assuming, as a parent, it's hard to to know what information your children are being fed when you don't have exactly. control of it. Because it's just, just If you're not sitting there looking out it right. with them. And you want to give them freedom and you want to give them the freedom to be their own individual person. But also, it's just kind of scary. It's well, like just, walking that line. Yeah, know? and this week, you know, certain things, people are dictating what, also what's shut down and what isn't. You know, with um, censorship or even mm-hmm. the, you know, your your political views. If you don't believe this way, then this is shut down. 
And, you know, that's an, an, another issue is our freedoms. What, what are th- what's it going to be like 10 years from now? Mm-hmm. You know, it, was this a good, I think of this all the time, is this a good time to even be having kids? I mean, is this something I want? So much has changed since I've had kids. When they can have kids, is this going to be a world that's just going to be topsy-turvy mm-hmm. to where it's, it's not safe to yeah. even live in? So I don't know. It's this huge umbrella of, of uncertainty, I think, that keeps you kind of on the edge, mm-hmm. when, when, especially you know, having kids. Talk about what if? What if? Question mark. Should I? Should I not? Should, yeah. You know. So, you, you're always going to worry about your kids. You want their life to be. Um, you expect a few hiccups, but you want them to. Um, you don't want them to have to struggle, I guess. But mm-hmm. that's. I know that's part of growing up. But you, there's there's something in, in the fact that you want their decisions to be so good and so right that their life is much easier, I guess. Yeah. Struggles, yeah, I mean, there's always struggles. I mean, you know, I want to choke mine about every other day, my (laughs) husband, but, you know, I'm sure he wants to choke me twice as much. But, you know, (laughs) you still, you still, you know, do. You you worry about the decisions that they make and how it's going to affect them. So on the flip side of that, um, what do you think is the best thing about parenting today? Oh, best thing about parenting is, you know, I know people say, oh, my kids are my best friends. Well, there's a fine line, I guess, between being a parent and your kids being your best friend. But I enjoy their company. I enjoy um, the stories, you know, uh, that they tell and the stories that of things that have happened to them. And, and you know, like Joby last night, he went to, um, he went to soccer. His two things are soccer and orchestra. And he went to soccer, and soccer, Scott said, wasn't good. I mean, I think they got beat like 19-1, to 1, and mm-hmm. uh, it was futsal. But anyway, Scott said, you know, it's kind of a bum. You know, you know you're know, you kind of walking out there like, oh, they just got stomped. And he goes to orchestra, and what I mean by orchestra, he goes to a private tutor, and he walked out of orchestra, and Scott said he was on cloud nine. It's just like, like ooh, music, it changed, you know. It, the, we went from kind of a mm, to mm. now we're triumphant we did something great in orchestra and he came home and it was so funny he says I've got to play my solo for you I've got to play my solo no. so we all sat around here and we had a concert and let's bring you know, up one let's song let's, let's <laughs> yeah, one song led to another song which led to another one and you know those are that your kids can you know they can see the struggles but also find the the high the high spots i guess that that make things worthwhile that's that's a positive you know now if he just sat into a, a grumpy state all evening uh, that wouldn't have been fun but you know he did find a positive and that's encouraging as a parent um when you see your kids making good choices uh like tonight you know i'm tickled to death she's out on the road but she's uh, ellie is leading kind of a group through the church, he's doing kind of a leadership project, and they implement uh, scripture. And you know, seeing your kids do things like that, it's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, may, and, and making you know good grades. I, I've never been a great person. I mean, I'm like you know, grades are important. There's so much more to learn besides grades. I'd rather you be be um, be challenged and make a B or C. Mm-hmm. Than to float through and get an A, you know I'm one of those. You know A's and B's are irrelevant to me. But when the kid, when 
they're excited about something they've learned and they come back. That's it's just, it, it's a feel good. Okay, you learned something. You did something good with that. There's there's a lot of positives. I mean, I, I can give you a few, but you know, every day there's something positive about having kids and, and um, having a house full of their friends. Like we've got downstairs, we've got mm-hmm. a group of boys that, that actually want to come and spend time at your house and with your kids. And, and you know, it's, it's, that's encouraging. Mm-hmm. That's encouraging. And they're good kids. They are. They're all good kids when they come over here. I mean, I, we have the best time with them. So those are positive. My kids are seem like they're making good choices. I mean, mm-hmm. I can't say it's perfect, but they make making pretty good ones. We talked about this a couple of times, but just how... You know, obviously, as you were talking, it's kind of, it's kind of scary to bring a human into the world and, like, you know, have to kind of be responsible for how they're raised in this world. But we were talking about how important the family unit is and mm-hmm. how it's so biblical to have like a strong family unit. I feel like it's kind of like lost, sort of, in today's culture. It's not really as valued or as held, as esteemed, you mm-hmm. know, and just the importance of keeping your instilling good things in your family and how. We were also talking about how it's like a built-in kind of like witnessing tool or like as we, the Great Commission, you know, make disciples of all nations, you you do that as a family and then hopefully your kids go out and do the same with their families and then it's like a ripple effect and that kind of starts in the home and that's like where the heart of the home is. And so I guess that would be like for me as I'm thinking about someday hopefully being having a family and being a mother as well is that would be... That would be the encouraging thing about right. such a scary time for me to have kids because I'm honestly kind of scared, <laughs> you know. Right, what I mean? right. I but know. It would, it, that's the encouraging thing is to think, oh, well, that's like a biblical thing to value the family, and then you know, hopefully, I would raise my kids to be yeah. agents for that too. Um, so yeah, we actually we had Logan Hahn and Spencer Hahn on a couple of weeks ago, and Logan talked about how. Um, we're talking about spiritual warfare and Logan talked about how Satan is going to attack one of three things your family because that's God designed the family mm-hmm. um, your marriage and or your church mm-hmm. community right mm-hmm. is that what she said and I just think it's it's so great to know that ahead of time obviously because like you said you really you grew up in church you've um, kind of instilled God in general in your children and going to church and seeing them enjoy going is encouraging to you. And I just think that's so important. Um, and that's also kind of a lost art too. I read a statistic for Gen Z, which is like if you're six years old to 23 years old, one in four kids are detached from any kind of spiritual thing, which is really crazy to even think about. So I think knowing that ahead of time that, you know what, like I'm going to have a family and this is something that Satan is going to try to attack. Like, you know, building that foundation for them all the more because of that. Mm-hmm. So it's funny, you know, we, Scott and I, I'm by no means the person to talk to on having uh, or creating this, this great little marriage because he and I fight like, I mean, we do, we have good ones. And, <laughs> and what, 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 you know, one of the things I, I remember growing up is my mom and dad, I never ever remember them fighting. I never remember them fighting. And it seems like Scott and I, you know, I mean, we could be making toast over here and somehow making toast creates an issue beyond repair. So um, one of the things that we talked about is something we wouldn't do is fight in front of them. But I'm learning that our kids, we didn't give them enough credit. They know when there's tension. They know. And Emma can laugh. Emma's giggling on the side. It's sort of... Another thing is, you know, it's it's who you marry, and you know, with Scott and I, 
have such different personalities. Uh, Scott, sometimes you have to check him for a heartbeat. He he, he is <laughs> he is the same. He's stable. If you say, I mean, it does. He's just uh, just steady. Cool as a cucumber. Uh, yeah, and I am all over the place. I am. <laughs> I am up, down, around, and, and about. And so, so I just walked in and is shaking his head. Yeah. He knows. He knows how I am. And I admit it. I am a, I am a, I can become a spaz quick. So, you know, you have that dynamic of, I guess, opposites do attract because, I mean, I don't even know any other way to put it. But we, we, we always said that we wouldn't fight for the kids. But it's also important for them. For, I, I tell Emma this all the time. Marriage is hard family is hard. You have to find a good balance and you know you have to realize everything's not going to be perfect. It's it's not like your TV, your Hallmark series that I've been watching. Uh, I watch that to make my brain just kind of chill out for a while. But it, that's not realistic. I mean there there's going to be highs and lows and you've got to find a balance. You've got to realize that every day is not going to be sunny and your spouse is not going to be perfect every day and you're not going to like him every day. But you know, you, I mean, I know I, Scott loves me every day, but, um, you know, you, you do, you had to find that, that balance and, and realize it, reality is you just have to work through it and find common ways to mm -hmm. make it work. I mean, and it, it seems like, you know, we've been married 23 years and we're still figuring out things that my mom didn't prepare me for, or his mom didn't prepare him for. There's just things you just got to figure out and learn how to manage better. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So um, uh, my biggest thing is I get very anxious. And, you know, I want to get everything out there and just, you know, I, I can't hold it. Scott can hold on to things for days, days. You know, he can, if, 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 if he's upset that I did something, he just kind of holds on to it. Okay, and it's over with. And I'm like, whoa. It just brews inside of me until I just have to say it. So we've had to learn how to control what I'm feeling, and he has to figure out a way to make sure that I know that he understands so that it's a little more peaceful. You know, mm -hmm. He's looking at me like I've lost my marbles, but <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. So that's part, to me, that's part of it, too. You know, I want my kids to see that's that's normal. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's good. And I think it's so important, like you said, like finding that common ground, like how are we going to parent? Like before we even have kids, like how are we going to parent? Like deciding together and being completely open. I took on a lot of my dad's personality. My dad was a strong teacher. He was a strong disciplinarian. He was, a, he was, um, he was enforced the rules and that's, I'm a rule follower, you mm -hmm. know, and so... That's kind of how I Which raise is, kids. It's so interesting because I've been, I was talking to Katen this morning about like something that I think our world needs is like strong discipline, like That's a strong authoritative weird. figure, mm. like not just in, you know, a president, not just in our country, um, but in our church, we need a strong leader, a strong, you know, disciplined leader. And even in our families, like you said, mm -hmm. you had a strong, disciplined dad. A strong and it, personality. Yeah, yeah, and you've become that. And, like, I also had, like, strong, you know, authoritative parents that yeah. told me, like, this is right and this is wrong and that's it. That's it. You know, yeah, that's, that's it. There's that's no it. gray area. It's black right, or white. That's it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, like, kind of is, like, what our world needs right now. Everyone's kind of floating off, like, well, my right and my wrong, you know. No, it's like, no. Like, there's this a right is, and there's, there's a wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yes. Which yeah. I think is. That's I'm a glad good point. That That's exactly yeah. 
Um, so before we close, we just wanted to say, you kind of went over this, the three most important things to instill in your kids. We wanted you to run I'm going to keep this quick. recording um, so then someday when I have kids, I yeah. can go to this. I'm going to do exactly what Susan and Lizard did. First off, God. God has to be the focus of, of their life. It has to be. That's number one. And you have to instill that in your kids first and foremost. Um, seems like if you've got a good foundation in um, Christ-like uh, living, living Christ-like, then things kind of fall into place. I mean, they, they, they just should, and they will. Um, but um, in today's world, sometimes um, we lose, or we've not been exposed to God. We've not been exposed to His expectations, and and you know, I, I, luckily our kids have. Um, but with that comes uh, so many responsibilities. But you know. I think last week James spoke on love. You need, you, need, you need to love people. Irrelevant, whether you agree with them, disagree with them, you need to love them. It's hard sometimes, but um, it's easier sometimes just to love and let it go than to, um, to expose yourself to situations that you're going to get hurt. Just love them, let it be, and move on. Um, so um, also I, th- I think another thing to instill in kids is respect. We have lost respect for so much mm-hmm. in this world. Um, we don't respect our, uh, you know, people's rights. We don't expect, or we don't respect, uh, you know, authority. Mm-hmm. There's a lack of authority. You know, we, we don't respect that anymore. We don't even respect our churches. We don't respect our leaders. We don't respect um, our parents. I mean, I've seen kids disrespect their parents, and and and, and if you don't respect you don't have respect for anything you're lost and I mean you're just lost mm-hmm. um, so I, I think that uh, respect is huge uh, one of the, one of the things that my parents instilled in me is a is a good work ethic no matter where you are try your best work hard um, you know money is not the most important thing it's nice it's nice to have but Work ethic is so much more important. I used to say that about kids. I could care less if you get a, a D on that, but work hard to get what you get, and um, everything will fall in its place. But so many times we emphasize, um, you know, like college. We emphasize college, and we emphasize. I, I've seen kids that have gone to college. They have no work ethic. Um, they pass with A's, but then what are they going to do when they get out? They don't have that drive to learn and to be purposeful in their their work. So um, I think a good work ethic is truly important. I know some people that didn't go to college and they will get out there and work themselves into a frenzy and there's, they do well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's not only good for, for you as a, you know, your, your financial stability, a good work ethic, but it's also good for your physical, your, your body and your mind. So there's a lot of benefits to a good work ethic. So those are probably, there's so many more, but those are three big ones. Top three. Yeah, probably. Yeah. You said something when you were talking about your relationship with Scott, but it's like you're constantly learning. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's parenting. You're just constantly learning. And one of the things that I hope someday to instill in my kids, which you've talked about, basically is to be in the world but not of it. You know, that verse and... That's going to be something that's you have to work out every single day. Something yeah. that's a constant, like, 
because you know the world changes and you have to figure out how to navigate through the world to be countercultural, but to be in it and be an influence also to have, you know be different like Jesus was. So that's something yeah, that to be aware of those. Right, mm-hmm. and I feel right. like that's you know I've only had to be a close relationship with Ellie, the middle one. But I know your other two kids are amazing as well. But we've yeah. seen that in her. I hope so. You don't want to assume that your kids are perfect either. You know, I understand that they're going to make mistakes and Mm -hmm. they've probably done things that people out there know and and, um, I'm just hoping that you know they correct themselves and they learn something from it and because you can't be with your kids all the time they're going to make mistakes I made mistakes Mm -hmm. and I did things now I go ooh I shouldn't have done that but I learned yeah I think coming in here just like being in your house it's just such an example of your family I mean it's just so I mean all I wish you guys could see this honestly like I just kind of want to move in here so I I think I might well they've framed all their children's artwork and it's just it's just I don't know you know it's a home it's a home home. there's a lot of hair it's definitely such a good example of you know the family unit well, what you. god has designed and it's just very refreshing <laughs> they're you, being I'm kind i'm telling notes. you i could i could sweep up right now a handful <laughs> of hair and send it with them in a little bag she said probably. listen y'all she we sat down she pulled out cupcakes she pulled out oh, cookies, cookies and water. i got crumbs on the table she said don't worry about just sweeping on the ground the dogs will look it up <laughs> <laughs> it's true just this whole conversation has been very eye-opening and refreshing so thank you for sharing You're very well and thank you for being on it um, Thank we've you for asking. had fun for sure. Uh, we're definitely going to get Susan on heart to heart on a golf cart. All right. To. Heart to so heart good. on a cart, golf cart. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you again, Susan. Um, this has been fun. To all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. Join us next week for Sundays, Sundays at 7. Bye, guys.